When the world has got you down. Alzheimer's sucks. It's an equal opportunity disease that chips away at everything we hold dear. And to date, there's no cure. So until there is, we continue to fight with the most powerful tool in our arsenal, love. This is Love Conquers Alls, a real and really positive podcast that takes a deep dive into everything Alzheimer's, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And now, here's your hosts, Susie Singer-Carter and Cassie Cruz. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome to Love Conquers All. I'm Susie Singer-Carter. And I'm Cassie Cruz. We have a great guest. We in... do. We have a beautiful guest today, and she is a caregiver. Her name is Sunny Leom, and she is a mother of three, Taylor, Lauren, and William. Hi, you three. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a realtor um, in Valencia, California. She's a middle child, and she has an older brother named Steve and a younger brother named Tony. And they lost their father over two years ago to Alzheimer's. And I, I know that she wants to find a cure just like all of us do. But the most important thing that we're doing right now is starting the conversation. And she's willing to share her story to, to get the most awareness out there for all the people who are starting to see symptoms um, and, and for their families. So, so Sunny, welcome. Welcome, Sunny. Hi. This is a great conversation to have and help people and their family members, you know, getting diagnosed. Thank you for having me on to share this story. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when uh, my mom was first diagnosed, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I was seeing the symptoms and, and I and everyone thought I was crazy. So how and what your experience was will help. We really appreciate it. We know that it takes courage. Uh, and, and this is what courage looks like to be able to share that because it's, I'm, I'm sure the experience is painful in many ways. And I'm sure there was some joy, but still it's uh, painful. Yeah, it's still raw after two, two years. But you know, that's two years past of losing my dad. But that it's like a long process. When was um, your father diagnosed? He was diagnosed when he was 65. Oh, that's young. Yes, that is very young. And when, and, and when, how old was he when he passed? He was, um, he just turned 80. <gasps> so, okay. Yeah. Wait so a he was about so really literally 15 years. 15 years. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. So Sunny, I always say it's the longest disease. It it's is. It's the longest walk out the door. Oh, oh, that's hard. That is hard. And it's harder because in the beginning, you don't know that, you know, because I've, aside from when I was younger, my grandma, we think she had it, but we weren't like living with them or seeing her every day. But with your, with my dad, it was like, why is he forgetting everything? And, you know, those questions came up and we didn't know until like, um, we believe he got it at 65 because that's when the symptoms were coming. But he was re technically really diagnosed by a doctor like three years after. So he was like 68 when the doctor kind of told us it's dementia in the beginning. Right. And, and can then, you talk about like what, so up those three years before he was diagnosed, exactly. what, what happened there? Because I remember, you know, for me, it was like, I would say, mom is, something's wrong with mom. And I, my elder brother was like, Oh, no, stop it. What are you talking about? She's fine. And, you know, people make you feel like you're going crazy and or you're being too judgmental. What did you experience? So my mom was the one who probably noticed it because she was living with them. And then she kind of hid it because we're Korean. 
um, so I'm Korean and my and then so I think it's in the in our um, tradition it's kind of like they're embarrassed our, our parents generations are it, they're kind of embarrassed about it interesting having, yeah in the, in embarrassed the in what generation. way like that, that that nothing's wrong like everything's good yeah like they, 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 they don't the want yeah that they have to have the face on like oh he doesn't have dementia you know and or so my mom okay. yeah everything's okay so my mom hid it from us about a year and you know she would always complain he forgets stuff and they used to own a a store and he would leave all the merchandise literally he would spend a thousand dollars on a merchandise and leave it he would just take a few items out and leave the rest in the parking lot because <gasps> yeah. he forgot that there was oh. it was there oh so my mom and dad like they would fight every day because of like him being forgetful losing his keys and then when we noticed it was he was always um they're always suspicious in the beginning like they're they think um like there's it's it's kind of funny when I think about it. they would accuse he would accuse my mom like she was cheating on him because she he watched us Korean soap opera yeah. with having an affair <laughs> and so he related that to my mom oh. so like he would like uh, think he was in that scenario or like you know he, oh he would do some weird things like that that's really out of my dad's character. Right. Well, because this paranoia, I think, yeah, it's that, I think that's it. Paranoia. Yeah. Well, is I it think because is it because of the paranoia that happens is because like they forgot something. They're like now it's like, wait a second. Somebody yeah. stole something from something. Me. something so, took, yeah. Somebody took something from me, which is actually the memory is gone. And that is yeah. what was being taken. Uh, it's like, wait a second. Yeah. This isn't right. Something's wrong. Something's happening. Yes. So my parents used to live with my older brother, Steve. Um, and then um, when my mom started to see these symptoms, she then then she decided to move out to a senior apartment because they got they got to that age where they could move into a senior apartment because my dad started um, getting paranoid that my sister-in-law was stealing money from him. Oh. So those are the symptoms being paranoid, suspicious while they're misplacing things. Then we're like, OK, something's wrong with my dad, you know. Right. We're like, and were you able to, when you thought that? What did you What did you discuss with your mom? At first, we would get mad at my mom, thinking, "Why are you always accusing dad of that?" Okay, and then we got mad at our dad. We had no idea that that he was going through all these symptoms because we weren't aware of it. Exactly. And, and plus, he was mm-hmm. young. Yes, and we're like thinking he looks fine. He, he's healthy because my dad used to hike every day, so he's very healthy. Yeah. So when you have your brain going, but your body and your heart and everything's healthy, that disease can go longer. Yes. And that disease mm-hmm. is very deceptive because it is. we, we even, that, even that don't have Alzheimer's, forget stuff mm-hmm. or feel paranoid or that yeah. somebody might have betrayed us, you know, because it's a gut feeling that we have or something that's going on that we could be misunderstanding the situation right. as well. So I- it's very deceptive. The difference between someone who doesn't have a cognitive disability and someone who does is that there's no logic to it. There's no talking them out of it. No. And so, and and so when, yeah. they're so more stubborn too. Right. You know. What do you mean by that? Like they just do they just dig in they, more? Yes. No. Yes, they do, and then they think you're crazy. Exactly. Like my, oh. like, like in my movie, yeah. like my mom, she would. She there's a scene where she's looking at a table in in her caregiver's house that she gave her, mm-hmm. and she forgot she gave it to her. 
So I was her to her old dining room table and she says, mm, I wish I wish I could have afforded something as beautiful as this. And she says, yeah. uh, you gave this to me. She goes, uh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so they think you're, you're like, you're, you're yeah. Cuckoo. They think you're crazy. Yeah. 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 So those are, those are, yeah, those are great signals to people when you're first, because we don't know if you, if you don't know Alzheimer's, like you said, you just thought your mom was being extra hard on your dad. Yes. Uh-huh. And then when, once. I think when we really had to take him to the geriatric uh, uh, um, diagnosis, like uh, they were with Kaiser. So um, when we, when it hit me in the face, cause I did, I went to that testing with my dad cause I was translating when the doctor asked him about the date, mm-hmm. of, like he goes, what's today's date? He had no idea. And it, it, when I was sitting in that, um, the testing, it hit me. I would always ask my dad, I go, hey, dad, what time is it? What's today's date? He goes, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, and then he would like, like, he would just ignore the question or he never answered me. So I just didn't think much about it. Mm-hmm. And when the doctor get, and they give you like three words in the beginning, like cat, dog, or, yeah. you know, a house, and then they'll retest him like 10 minutes later he wouldn't remember right. and that's when I'm like I got like the chills I'm going oh my god my dad has dementia mm-hmm. and then they asked him to draw a clock and yep. he didn't know what a clock was oh oh and yeah how, and how was that for so, you my goodness exactly so I'm thinking that disease while my mom was complaining like two three years for three years it was progressing and we were so ignorant or we were so uneducated about it, unaware of that, that those were the symptoms and that, you know, he suffered alone and we were, oh. you know, getting angry at him. Those are the things I, if I was to ever regret is those three years that we didn't catch on and we weren't, ex- you know, expecting yeah. Right. Wow. You then, were yeah. assuming there was nothing wrong and so nothing wrong treat, with my dad. You were treating him as such. And yeah, I, we're just going, why is he acting like, you know, why is he doing that, you know? It's that's, such an, that's so important because I feel like everybody needs to be aware of it and aware of it. And and the more and more it's an epidemic in this in this world now. So mm-hmm. we we have to be more cognizant of this issue and of the sensitivity of the first signals or the first signals sign. and symptoms. Once you guys did get that um, diagnosis, yes. What changed then, and 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 could you explain that a little bit? Yes. So my mom and my dad decided to move out because my mom just didn't want to um, become a burden to my brother's family. So she was the sole caregiver for about two years until like when it's starting to progress more they um my dad was considered a wanderer dementia okay there's like certain dementias i guess my dad was a wanderer he would always leave the house he had to leave the house and time-wise he never knows what time it is so he thought he's going to work at two three in the morning he thought it was morning like a work day for him and he had to go to work so my mom would literally sleep in front of the door so he wouldn't wander outside the door. Oh, 
Wow. Yeah, wow. they were living in the senior apartment. Yeah, and there are times when she, you know, she when she wanted to go to the restaurant. Well, I didn't even know how extreme it was because she was living with them. And then finally, one weekend, I was staying there, and it, I first had witnessed it. And I'm going, how is my mom doing this? You know, because she's at that age where she could, you know, the caregiver gets sick first. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, physically it's a, sick. It's a uh-huh. big, it's a huge deal. We're just going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. This is Don Priest, beloved producer of Love Conquers Alls. Hey, if you've been thinking about starting your own podcast, stop thinking and do it. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So join Love Conquers Alls and over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. And now, back to Love Conquers Alls. You're listening to Love Conquers Alls, and we are speaking with Sunny Lee. Um, and Sunny was telling us about her mom uh, just sleeping at the door, so her so her dad would not wander out, and they were living in a in their own apartment. Your mom decided, and this is about being proud, or or didn't want to be a burden, right? Didn't want to be yeah. a burden on anybody. But then she's she's doing in the caregiving all by herself. Yes, yeah, so that was it was just wear and tear on my mom. And then she was, you know, she has diabetes herself and she's up there too. And so she would never get a full sleep. Like, you know, not because my dad was always up. One or two in the morning, he has to be up taking a shower and then going, you know, wanting to go to work. There are a few times where he just, he was able to sneak out. He wandered off where he was gone for the whole weekend. He was gone Friday to Sunday. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, that's very stressful. And your mom must have been out of her so, mind. She was out of her mind. And she was so prideful. I, not prideful, but she was just more, like, worried she didn't want to burden uh, us. Right. Is, is that a cultural it's, thing or is that It just... is a cultural, somewhat cultural thing. So she would keep that in. And then finally, like, when she, he was missing for a day, she finally called us saying, oh. you know, your dad's been missing. And we're like, Mom, you have to tell us this when it happened. So we have to call the um, the police. One winter, it was one of the coldest winters in L.A. Oh. And and the scary thing is when you're, you're the person who has dementia or Alzheimer's get lost, they don't know where they've been. You can't ask them. So where were you while you were lost? Yeah, they, they don't, don't know. Re- they and they don't did he know. have a jacket on? Was he dressed yeah, appropriately? They, no, they eat? were never dressed pro. No, they never eat, but they always tell you they're full. Right? Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah. one thing I have to say, the people with this disease, they always go back to that one thing they always remember. What is that? So my dad has this thing where he would always, because uh, we're from the Woodland Hills area. So my dad always remember that he has to take the subway to the valley. So mm-hmm. he, when we would call the police to find my dad, we always give him the heads up. Can you check all the subways? Because that's oh. where we found him so many times. Oh. And then one time he was wandering and I found him on Wilshire Boulevard in Vermont. <gasps> him coming out of the subway on Wilshire and Vermont. Oh my gosh. And he would always say, I have to go to Wilshire Vermont subway. So is did he work around there? Is that was that what was from No, we don't no? know, but he just felt that was a place where he would take the subway 
and he had to go to the valley. Wow. But he didn't know which subway, you know, they don't know which subway to go on. So he would just wander around in the subway area when so, the police would find them. I just want to say, like, I mean, the, the one time that would happen, I'd freak out. I'm like, okay, lockdown. I mean, I mean uh-huh. that's my like philosophy. <gasps> How many times did he get one he, off like that before you he, had to address well, it in a different way? We had to address it in a different way when one week he wandered off he we lost him five times so we would put like he would come home but aside from that weekend he was gone that was the one time when he was gone for the whole weekend we thought we lost our dad literally lost our our dad yeah oh my gosh and then the police found him at on at six and union in LA in front of a Rite Aid um but he doesn't he just thought he was there for the day there are bracelets and things that we can put on people that are wanderers. Yes, my brothers got um, him a bracelet where they could cut up. It's like the GPS thing, but um, he took them off. And then when we lost him like five times one week, the police would get involved. Social services get involved. Thank you. Sure. Ne- we're neglecting a senior. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really... Uh, think of it as the dementia doing it they think it's us neglecting my dad right and so they give you an option either you guys put him into a facility or they will do it exactly is that yeah is that what it came to yeah it came to that oh would it make sense like you do for our furry babies we put chips in them maybe some kind of technology like that might be helpful Um, i would think so i i I would think so yeah but i don't know how people feel about that but but I feel like because like you said your dad was canny enough to be able to take any kind of jewelry or you know mechanism mm-hmm. off they don't know that it's about protecting them because no, they're basically they like no I'm I need to go to work I'm doing this yeah. what's, that? what's this thing on me yeah what yeah. the hell are you talking about I'm fine and you they know? take off everything all the time like you know like he he lost his wedding ring he lost his watch because they just end up taking it off and they don't remember where they put it anyways. Of course. We just have to take a quick break. You're listening to Love Conquers All and we'll be right back after this. As COVID-19 continues to spread throughout the country, we've all had to rethink the way we do many things, including shopping for groceries. And in an effort to stay isolated, many of us are taking advantage of grocery delivery services, including me. During this quarantine here in Los Angeles, I've been using Instacart, and let me tell you, these Instacart shoppers are braving stores for those of us who are either sick or have someone vulnerable in the family, and they are nothing less than household heroes. So if you want to try Instacart for a free delivery on your first order over $35 and to start your 14-day free trial, follow the link in the show notes to Instacart so they know that we sent you, and please... Stay home and stay safe. And now back to Love Conquers Alls. Yay, we're oh. back. <laughs> and uh, we are Love Conquers Alls. And we are with Sunny Om. Please continue with your story about your dad. So finally, when the social service told our family that either we put my dad in a facility or they will, so we had no choice. And around that time, um, my brothers and I felt like my mom was going to end up being bigger than my dad physically. So we did put my dad into a facility. 
I realize when you put your parents or anybody you love into the, they progress with the disease faster. Most people want to be in their own homes. And I think, yeah, you know, unfortunately, you're in between a rock and a hard place because they become too difficult to manage Man. on our own. Yeah. And then, but then when you put them in a, a facility, they can't help but progress because it's not a normal living situation. And, and they feel probably alone and isolated and they're not in an environment that they know anymore. Yeah. And they feel totally out of control because they, they have lost that yes. opportunity yeah. for that. And I mean, it's something that one of our other guests was talking about with nutrition. I'm not trying to say anything negative about any facilities because I know a couple facilities that are wonderful and that are that are progressive and doing some great work. But we do want to have that kind of discussion because these are the things that are important, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right now it's like, yeah, I mean, what we're doing right now is like getting the conversation out there is so, so important because... It's, it's not just a matter of getting someone that you love into a facility. It's what is the facility? How, how are they prepared to take care of your loved one? Do they take care of seniors with memory issues or is it, or is it only certain kinds of dementia or is it not dementia at all? Because it's difficult. It's, it's difficult, difficult to understand. We're, we're just, we're trying to figure out wrapping our minds around it. And also like what's something that happened to, to your mother. And you speak on this more, Susie, like they gave her the wrong meds and that mm-hmm. changed her physicality forever forever yeah oh, forever, I'm for sorry. the rest of yeah. her yeah. life now on that and then I don't know what you experienced but it's just the, the misunderstanding of what things are and what are the right things to do and those are the conversations that we want to open up those are yeah. the kind of conversations we want to have to create this this loving community we you know we talked to another guest that that actually um, has a senior living and that it's about building that loving community and what does that look like even our medical community and our first alert community don't always recognize mm-hmm. Alzheimer's and dementia. So that happened to my mother. She had an episode and they ended up putting her in a... Uh, like a mental, a mental hold. I think it's called a 5150 as I'm recalling. Right. It's supposed to be 72 hours. Yep. It's as if, and so... Yeah, um, so, because they can but, harm themselves or others and they're trying to restrain Exactly. Them and my mom was, was walking almost five miles a day. And when I had to put her in the assisted living she was very agitated and so they didn't recognize that they put mm-hmm. her into that that facility in the hospital and then I didn't get a call until that admitting doctor was gone for the weekend so we had to wait for him to come back and by the time he came back they had my mom so drugged up on Depakote be careful of that drug because it makes them into zombies and had her tethered to a chair and she never walked again Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. No, I've seen like other patients at my dad's facilities that were like that. They, they are kind of, they have that glazed look. Just kind of like they're not all there. I'm not blaming them. I just think it's the ratio of the caregivers and the patients. Maybe yeah. it's just too, you know, overwhelming. It overwhelming. Is. And it's not like every patient has the same symptoms. There's like screamers, ones that sleeps all day. So when, when I used to go visit my dad every day, you see one patient always screaming and always yelling at the nurses that they stole things. And then there's always the ones that are wandering. My dad was the wanderer that, you know, when I go there, I go, where's my dad? And they have to all search the, the facility to find my dad. Oh, jeez. Where, <laughs> where, where it was a lockdown facility, so we couldn't leave it. But yeah, like, they can't leave, like, but he was somewhere around there. In the kitchen or what? Where did yeah. you find him? Wherever.
And the funny thing is, he was always looking for Vermont and Wilshire, even in the facility. Oh my gosh, really? He would he would ask the nurses, um, "Where I have to go to Vermont and Wilshire to go back home?" What was at Vermont and Wilshire in his life? Did he grow up around that? You area? know, we when we first immigrated here, my dad used to. Uh, we lived in L.A. Um, but it was there was nothing there back then in the seventies. Isn't that close to K Town? Yeah, it is K Town. Right, right. Yeah, okay. but he there's but then there's a, a subway a, a subway station down there too. Yeah. So yeah. he always has, and then they would all they would call my dad the Vermont and Wilshire you know guy. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and speaking of K Town, I want to ask you one other thing, and I think mm-hmm. is important because I th- I do think there's cultural differences in the way that we address our aging loved ones and so you are Korean mm-hmm. and what would you say to other people in your community what advice could you give them I would say um, if you see symptoms in your parents that you know best bet is I know our Korean parents are the most stubborn people um, you know they don't show that a lot of emotions is to um be the more assertive one and take them. Even if they fight with you and, you know, disagree that they're going to say, you got, you're just treating me like a, you know, like I'm going crazy. You have to take them to get them diagnosed. Because then at least yeah. you know what you're dealing with. You're, yeah. At least you'll know. And you're not being, uh, where, where we feel like we don't have the patience enough for our parents um, but it is a circle of a circle of life. I always say with Alzheimer's and dementia, because eventually dementia turns into Alzheimer's, and that's when my dad passed away with his Alzheimer's. Um, so when did he? So he got diagnosed at sixty eight with dementia, and then uh-huh. when did he get fully diagnosed? That it was Alzheimer's. It was probably like three. I think three to four years they finally diagnosed it. Well, because he literally forgot all of us. In that in that he period forgot, of time, he forgot all of you guys, all of us. And the funny, not I keep saying it's it's not the funny thing. It's my they, my dad forgot my mom first. Really? Yes. He he always like when my mom would go visit visit my dad, um, he would think that was his mother in law. Right. That yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it went. And then, believe it or not, because I was the only daughter, I I was lucky enough that he forgot me last, but he did end up forgetting me. And then about a two Uh years, yeah, two years later, they, then they, he just become literally uh, bedridden. And that's the whole, like, it's, you see your dad or your mom or just anyone you love who was going through all time. They actually turn into that stage where they have to be like taken care of as like baby being fed and you know changed and you know that bedridden part and then they they pass on with like other internal um my dad passed away with pneumonia at the end because you know just their bodies start shutting down shutting down yeah but getting back i just just to finish up with the with the, the Korean and cultural aspect of it. And the, I think, you know, to what you were saying is so important. You know, you've got this, this culture that's ingrained in you and you want to be respectful to your parents, but mm-hmm. you also have to take a new role mm-hmm. and how, you know, and that's going to be uncomfortable because that's not really the pattern that you, that you grew up with. Right. Yes. Yeah. In the beginning, my dad would be like, 
more angry with us saying, you know, he's not, you go, I'm not the, I'm not, I'm not a child. You know, they get angry. So as the, when he was progressing too, as children, we should be more uh, aware of that, the, the symptoms they do get and then be more assertive. And your mom's still alive, right? Yes. My mom's still alive. And how's um, she doing and all that? She's actually physically much better. Like, you know, it was a mental stress for her too. And, um, no sleep will do that. No, no sleep, sleep will, will do that. Sleep deprivation, and, uh, dehydration, not having enough nutrition, all those things will really deplete a person. Yes. And then, you know, like they are embarrassed about it. So, you know, my mom never, uh, in the beginning mentioned that my dad had dementia or like he was going to go into a facility to her friends. Right. Yeah. And I think and you had, you had mentioned like what, you know, <laughs> you were talking about early detection. And I think the, just to, to address that, I think what's advantageous about early detection is that a, there is, you know, there's no cure, but there is medication that will keep it at bay for a while. And, you know, like Namenda and Aricept and and whatever else is coming down the pipeline. And so if we can make their life as it is better quality, better quality, yeah, yeah, then then I think that's important. And also it'll be a better quality if you and everyone around that person is aware of what's going on, Uh then you won't be frustrated. You'll figure out other ways to deal with that behavior. So if you're father or your mother says he accuses you of stealing something you could say you know what yeah. maybe I did misplace it let me look for it yes I wish we would have approached them more that way than we get um because we are unaware of those symptoms right and we're uneducated so you're um, treating it as it's as, as, if as it's, it's real rather it's than yeah, real. Like, we get confrontational rather than being sympathetic right right exactly and I think that's yeah. what in early detection is 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 a, a good it's, thing mm-hmm. and I also think that God willing if there is a cure that's coming yeah. you can delay the onset of it then, yeah. then maybe they'll they'll be around for that cure wouldn't that be great Yes. And then I, I'm sure the gen, our Korean generations, the ones that have been here longer, we are more open-minded. I don't know how it is in Korea because I came here at such a young age myself. So maybe the the ones in Korea, they, they treat it differently. I think it's got to be a worldwide conversation awareness. And um, that just, you know, helps. I think the person who's actually going through dementia and Alzheimer's and caregivers, because it gives us tools like redirecting like, oh, well, let me see. I mean, I didn't I don't remember taking it. Let me look. And then I wonder, too, if you would have replied to your dad that way. Do you think that would have changed the conversation in any way? Or do you think he would have still stayed very adamant about that and angry at you? I think he might still be angry and adamant that we did because in their mind, we did. Right. 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 And there's just no changing that. Yeah. But you could say, you know what, Dad? I did. And I'm going to go look for it. Um, I saw it over here. Let me go look for it. And by the time you do that, they forget. They forget. So you could play that role. Yeah. Saying, dad, you know, I borrowed it. I'm sorry. Let me go find it. And maybe instead of saying, what are you talking about? You know, that, that yeah. that's our first response. Of as, course, because yeah. we don't know. So this is great. Listen, I, I'm so happy that we got a chance to talk to you and, and really, you know, it's, it's, 
it's very generous of you to, to be so forthright. And, and these are not easy things to discuss anyway. And then you're discussing it with me. All I'm, of us. And we're yeah. So, we're so, so thank, very grateful. Thank I you, have, Sunny. I really Thank you it. for yeah. giving me the opportunity. And I hope anyone who's going through this um, find, you know, empathy. And it is a disease that there is no cure yet. But if we keep it out there, maybe we could help our loved ones go through it easier. Absolutely. From your lips to God's ears, we thank you so very much. And we, of course, thank you, all of our listeners. Remember, love is powerful, love is contagious, and love conquers all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All you gotta do is sing a song. All you gotta do is sing a song.